Hello, Stuart Burnside. Hello, Paul. So uh, where do we start? I think before we get you to introduce yourself, because nobody knows who you are, I want to start with a watch. Can you just put the watch on the table? Do we have to? Yeah. <laughs> can't believe you're making me do this. So let's talk about the watch, right? It's uh, it's a lot of cash. No, not, not A ton much. of cash, like bucket loads of cash. What are you getting from it? Oh, okay. What are you getting from it? What are you getting from it? Metrics and data. M- metrics and data. Right, okay. Metrics and data from the watch. Yep. Um, you had a watch already, Stuart. Yeah, I did. What was wrong with the watch? Did it did it stop working? No, it was just time for an upgrade. <laughs> why would you buy a new car? <laughs> Good point. I don't know. Many reasons, right? Yeah. Many reasons. Right, let's get you introduced properly. Stuart Burnside, tell the audience who you are, what you do, where you're from. Uh, so my name's Stuart. I'm from Edinburgh. Originally, I've lived here all my life for almost 37 years now. Uh, I'm a personal trainer based just in Musselburgh, just in East Lothian. And I've been doing that pretty much since I left school. I uh, I kind of fell into it. I don't think... Uh, I don't think I ever set out to, to work in the fitness industry. I, always, I was always very active when I was young. And yeah, like I say, I think I just stumbled upon it. Uh, probably didn't push myself academically at school. Yeah, uh, I was always probably just messing around, having a laugh. Um, yeah, and then I went to college after that. Again, enrolled on a sports coaching course, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't what I expected. Um, again, didn't last very long there. Huh three months probably and then probably spent the next three or four years still living a student life so the sports side is is what you do is your vocation it's your job now do you think you went into that because you were passionate about it or do you think that you just kind of fell into it and it's where you ended up being yeah probably a bit of both Uh, I, i mean i was passionate about it but i didn't ever take it that seriously that i'd think i would have a career in it yeah if that makes sense yeah um i probably didn't know Again, you're talking like 15 years ago now and health and fitness in terms of a profession, the, the industry is massive now yep. compared to what it was back then. Yep. Um, there's a lot more folk participating in sort of gym-based activity, all that sort of stuff. Um, there's a lot more gyms, for example. Mm-hmm. Maybe back then uh, a gym membership was like a luxury item for folk. Um, there wasn't the sort of budget gym scene that, that folk had. So again, it wasn't something that really crossed my mind. The expectations have gone up from the general public now, right? Yeah, massively. I think, like I said to you before, the um, the benefits of exercise are, are pretty much undisputed in the literature yeah. and how it can help physical, mental health, all that sort of stuff. And I mean, there's so many more folk engaged in it now, which is it's a great thing. Yeah. Do you, do you see a direct link, jumping straight in then, do you see a direct link between um, physical health and mental health, i.e. correlation between those who look after themselves physically and and their mental health versus those who don't or neglect it? Um, I think I can only speak from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. I think, I think yes, there is. Um, I know, like I say, through my experience, times where I have my activity levels have dropped off, um, where I've not been as active. So I do a lot of running. Um, when I'm not engaged in running or before when I was playing football when, when I didn't do things like that I did I did notice a difference yeah 
dip a dip a bit. Yeah, into, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's there's a whole discipline side to it. There's a purpose. There's yep. all that sort of stuff. And when you don't have that, um, yeah, I, I definitely noticed a change. And I would say that a lot of people would agree. Obviously, there's massive a massive difference between the clinical side of mental health mm-hmm. and the everyday side. Huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think there's many people that would say that it's the other way. Do you know what I mean? No. It, it negatively impacts their mental health by exercising. Yeah, and and like physical health, like everyone's got mental health, right? But there's a stigma attached to it. If you start talking about mental health in the street, it's always like, oh, what's wrong with you, right? Yeah. If you talk about physical health that way, everyone's doesn't bat an eyelid, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's just, I mean, if you when you think of when you relate it to sort of um, physical health, there, I mean, obviously there's severe health conditions, cancers, all that sort of stuff, and then there's your cold. Yep. You've got a cold, a bit of a runny nose. That's just sort of the way I look at it. Yep, exactly. Um, so in terms of physical health then, so you've been training people for a long time, being in the industry for a long time. There's a lot of folk that struggle to make the transition to physical activity. And I remember what it was like when I was really unfit, like really unfit. The last thing you want to do when you're in that situation is well a number of things but but first and foremost is do any of it because it makes you out of breath it's extremely hard um it's not something that you get a huge amount of pleasure from when you're in that condition um and then the worst of all is that you're surrounded by kind of media tv magazine social media that are all portraying what is, let's face it, a completely unrealistic set of circumstances. So on one hand, they're holding up all these aspirational artificial goals and saying, why don't you look like this? And on the other hand, you're in a position where anything dramatically more than taking a few steps is really, really hard. So how do you take somebody on the journey? Where do you begin? It's a good question. Um, <laughs> it's a really good question. And I think it it starts with the person and their expectations. And I think a big part of my job is managing folks' expectations. Um, a lot of the time you'll deal with people who have unrealistic deadlines about what they want to achieve and, and what frame of As in, time. I'm going on holiday next week, yeah, can I? Yeah, yeah that, that, you'd, you'd be surprised, honestly. <laughs> really? I've got a wedding in three weeks. Like, what can I do? I'm oh, left that a bit late. Okay, and then, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything. You need to set yourself realistic targets. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't do any physical activity, then tr- setting yourself up to fail by saying I'm going to go five times a week to the yeah. gym—it's just—it's not—it's not achievable. Yeah, I would advise folk to look at what they can do rather mm-hmm. than what they can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, something is better than nothing. If all you can manage is a ten-minute walk twice a week, do that because it's something. Spin it absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that again, we talk about time frames four weeks, six, it's it's a lifetime you need to be doing this for. Yeah, It's something you need to integrate into your everyday life, whether that's going out on more walks with the kids to school, all yep. that sort of stuff. It's, it's how you do it that way. I think there's a, I've said to you before, I think there's a big social pressure um, for people to be in the gym doing intense exercise, and that's that's just not the case. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, There's so many avenues to go, around, uh, to go down for people. Uh, and again, it has to be something that you enjoy doing. Um, if you think about maybe jobs you've had in the past that you really don't like, the last thing you want to do every day and get up is go to your job because you hate it. Yeah. And there's no point in me asking somebody to do something that they don't enjoy because yep. 
it's just going to be counterintuitive to the process. And that's true, isn't it? Like you can get physical activity in many different forms. It doesn't yeah. actually have to come from the gym. It can come from a, a, just a walk, right? A, yeah, absolutely. A walk the dog, right? 10, absolutely. 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? And that's and that's enough to to keep you going and, and to just, you know, keep all the systems working, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's very much a case of sort of building into it. You build your confidence as you do these things. Yeah. Like you mentioned there about the start feeling really out of breath and stuff. You will feel uncomfortable at the start if you're doing exercise. Yeah. There's no getting away from it, but it's um, the, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so th- things like walking and stuff. So just walking 10 minutes, maybe walk up a hill the next time, ease yourself into it. It doesn't have to, you don't have to break world records yep. when you're trying to just become healthier. Do you get uh, from, I'm, I'm intrigued, do you get more as a, as a personal trainer, do you get more from taking somebody on a journey which is similar to that where exercise is somewhat alien to them, but you can see real changes in their life slowly happening because they're adopting different behaviours? Or do you get more feedback and reward from taking somebody who um is is has got a pb in a marathon to knocking 10 minutes off a marathon time right because you you know you've contributed to that what what's the more rewarding for you it's a good question i don't think either to be honest i think i would get equal measures of satisfaction from both of them because they're different journeys because they're different journeys Uh completely um a client i had recently she came to the gym. She wasn't very confident. Uh, so I'm, I'm big on how it translates to your everyday life. Yeah. How does it make you better every day? And she told me that she was so happy that she, on in her back garden, it backs onto another back garden. Yeah. And her her daughter and the daughter from over the fence used to chat to each other. Yeah. She was never able to lift her up so they could see each other. Oh. So she'd been training for about three or four months. Now she can easily lift her daughter up so she can speak to her friend. That's and a big she said moment, that right? meant a lot to her. Yeah, a big and moment. And it was, yeah, that was really, really nice to hear. Amaz- amazing. Whereas, yeah, somebody who's more experienced at exercise and has more specific sports performance goals, yeah, if they hit a PB, it's amazing. It's a great feeling. What, what's the biggest enemy for doing doing physical activity? Uh, social media. Social media. Uh, well, maybe not. I mean, it's it's got because of the pressure. You mean? Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure, particularly on young people. Yep. to look a certain way, yep. to dress a certain way. To, I mean, it undoubtedly has its benefits. There's a lot of great content out there. There's a lot of great, like you say, influencers out there that are yep. putting out good content for folk to follow. But there's a lot of misinformation. Like everything like you've noticed with things like the pandemic and stuff, there's so much misinformation. Yeah, and people are actually listening to that. Yeah, and that makes it dangerous. What, what and and in terms of because I struggle I struggle with I struggle with motivation I struggle with time um, and I think everyone can always make an excuse right There's always something else like I don't have the time but uh, let, let's not say anything but I'll sit and watch movies all night or you know I'll I'll watch sport all day and not do any myself yeah. right There's mm-hmm. always an excuse right um, But is it is it better to kind of fit um, is it better to do a lot in in one or two instances or is it better to do a little but regularly like you know so is it it's that whole kind of five times two or you know two times five what what's what's better or actually are they both beneficial it doesn't matter yeah well i mean it depends on your circumstances of course like yep. everyone's different in that sense but i would always lean towards doing more often little yeah um, just again when it comes to the health side of things like 
yes, going to the gym and stuff is great, but what, what do you do outside of that the time when you're not at the gym? Are we spending a lot of time sedentary sitting about? Yeah. Whereas if you only go a couple of times, if you went twice a week, it might be if you go, say, a Thursday and you don't go again until a Tuesday, that's sort of five days where you're not really doing an awful lot. Yeah. So I would always aim to go for shorter sessions, but, but more, more frequently. Okay. Um, but again... Playing devil's advocate yeah. that might not be manageable for exactly. people so that's exactly. how everyone's different and yeah. it's it's hard to give sort of blanket advice but um in terms of accountability right so i i was guilty of this myself for a long time um but i always wanted somebody to give me what i wanted so I'll, I'll bring that to life a little bit right and there's many there's many areas <laughs> of life that 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 would translate to right but um but if I wanted a PB, I would come and speak to a personal trainer, right? And I would say, how are you going to help me get the PB, right? But in my head, subconsciously or consciously, you're the answer. Not me, right? You're the answer. And I think my realization moment came and there was loads of sound bites that we spoke about, right? You're laughing, but there were there was loads of sound bites. I um, don't want to think about it. <laughs> I realize it sounds so simple, right? But I realize that actually doing all the work, putting in the effort was what was going to get me there. It wasn't that I had a personal trainer. It sounds stupid, right? You're laughing, but it's like genuinely, I think people want that body or want that PB or want to achieve a certain goal, like lifting a, a child up over a fence, whatever their goal is, and it's meaningful for them. I think there's all there's the wrong mindset around looking for somebody else or external things to give you that that success yeah of course i mean it has to come from the person they have to want to do it yeah as well and there is a lot of times i have people and, and they they do do what you've just said there they think right because i've committed to getting somebody to getting a personal trainer that's enough but yeah. there there is an element of responsibility on the person as well um, are you clear on that when somebody comes to you like or do you have to kind of softly introduce it it's like everyone everybody is so different yeah, and it would yeah. be like at your work if you're managing somebody you have to manage people differently yeah like not every person's the same some folk are going to respond to you being a bit harsher yeah and more direct to them where yeah. other folk need that sort of arm around them but i'd always try and be honest with them in terms of what they can achieve and and in what time frames that's why I i've got all this all the scars on my back by the way isn't it <laughs> no comment <laughs> no, but i think that and i think that if you're honest with somebody then an element of it comes down to them after that yeah um what what struck me as well is i was so last year i was gunning for a pb in the marathon and coincidentally it's marathon time uh on sunday so yep, a couple of days away yeah um and I'm, I'm approaching this one differently but i'm really looking forward to it um I wanted to touch on my PB was all about breaking the four hour mark, right? And I was walking in going, I think I might have a chance of doing it. I'm really working hard. I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's really tough, but I feel like it's just there within reach. And then I remember you saying to me, maybe a month or so before I was running that marathon, you were running two, like with only a couple of weeks or so between them. Yeah, but three weeks apart. That's three right. weeks apart. So you did... London and then Liverpool after and, and, and I've applied to London about eight, 18 times and never got in yeah yeah so yeah, they must know they must know already uh but you were gunning for a different PB right yeah mm -hmm. which was I was trying for three hours 
but but again <laughs> running is what I've done for a long time and mm-hmm. it's something that yeah I do run a lot but probably naturally not bad at it mm-hmm. whereas there's other things that folk can do in the gym that I, I would have no no chance of doing so I just couldn't get my head around that at the time, like an hour's difference, right? Yeah. An hour, right? You're not talking about minutes, you're talking about an hour over the same distance. I mean, that is but enormous. But when, when you put it like that, I mean, what I had you doing and what I was doing wasn't, they weren't a million miles apart. It was just different paces we were working at. Yeah. And you're about 10 foot taller well, than me, so that helps. Legs, so yeah. that helps. Huh? I, and I also think that that's unfair on me, right? Because I have to do you about have to eight. do more steps, huh? Should get a watch. Uh, or <laughs> should get a watch. Or we should we should recalibrate the times depending on how how tall what, people are, what, right? Like a handicap. Yeah, basically. Why not? It works in golf, doesn't it? Well, well, well. Um it does. So on to stuff outside of exercise then. So I think one of the things that we've shared a little bit about is kind of parenthood. And yep. I'm still relatively early on in that journey. My, as the listeners will know, my uh, son is seven, my daughter is four. Um, and you've just started off on that journey yourself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How has it been? Yeah, it's been amazing. It's everything that people tell you will be and a bit more. Yeah. There's times where you're doing things like, oh, this is much easier than folks said. And there's other times you're like, God, this is so much harder than folks said it was going to be. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, it's just like everything. The first few months, you're well, you're sleepwalking your way through life, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you're just trying to get by. It's really hard the sleep deprivation. I think, right? It is. It is. is Especially that, going. Like, in, yeah, it was I, tough for me. Yeah, so. I, I mean, because from working in gyms and stuff, I do a lot of shift work, work till ten, and then maybe up early the next morning. So I wasn't. It wasn't completely alien to me getting maybe like five hours sleep, but it's constant. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah five and then four and then maybe a couple and then you're dealing with all the other stresses that go with that as well so it's almost worse right you'd, you'd almost prefer an acute like no no hours and then you know just dealing with that but it's over but this you're right it's almost like water torture isn't it because yeah. it's like a mm-hmm. little bit less than you used to again and again and again and again it's compounded all the time yeah and you never know when the next good night's coming do you you're no. like oh god no and and it always used to make me feel kind of fuzzy you know, like yeah. al- al- almost back to the days when I was uh, when I was drinking tons. Uh, I always like fuzzy headed the next day. Clearly, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, but that, that, that it's very similar. You're, for you're that. not. You you're not thinking. Hungover, yeah, you're right, you do. Uh, you do. You're right. um, but I, I think that the challenging times are when you don't get a lot back in those early days as well. I remember that, and I remember suddenly they start to give you even this you know this the smallest size signals back like the smiles and yeah. the giggles and yeah, that's it changes, just it changes and everything just, you right? notice yeah it makes it all worth it yeah absolutely um, so um you touched on education yep uh so you weren't very academically minded yeah what, what did you do at school R- remind me not an awful lot yeah. um, really yeah i've got a couple of hires and standard grades and that sort of stuff but i never really applied myself i don't think were you? I was always on the report card. Oh, he could do well if he just stopped talking and mucking about. In so class. they saw the potential, um, and you didn't believe it, or you couldn't couldn't be asked. <laughs> no, I think I just saw. I was speaking to this, speaking to somebody about this the other day. I uh-huh. just saw school as a place to go and hang about with your mates, play football at lunch and stuff. Like, it wasn't anything bad. I just didn't really listen that much. So fast forward, yeah, and you decided in later life, yeah, and about. I think it was about 2017, 2018. 
Yeah. Um, I started a degree in business management. Uh, so I work at a university. So I decided to to give it a go while I was there. What was the? Do you mind me asking what the motivator was? Because like I, you know, I struggle to. You go through education most of your most of your kind of you know informative years, and and then you come out. You go into the real world. What makes you go? Hold on, I I might I might go back to that and do things differently. There must was there a catalyst like a? I think there was a few things probably. Yeah, I think it was to like prove to myself that I could do it. Okay. Um, yeah. But that's a good motivator, right? Yeah. Proving it to yourself. You weren't proving it to anyone else, yeah, no. right? Um, obviously. My wife and I were talking about starting a family and I kind of felt that my experience of just working in a gym was maybe a bit one dimensional uh-huh. for in terms of career progression. Okay, yeah. I thought it would give me a bit more clout if I was, if I had a degree, basically, yep. uh, if I was applying for jobs. Yeah. Um, that was the, probably the two main motivators in, in the decision. And how how's the how has the journey been? It was four years, was four it? Four years, yeah. And, and so did your belief in your own abilities... Did that change as you, you know, from when you began to when you finished? Um, as I was going through it, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, how, how did it, like, did you get more confident? Did you get less confident? Did I you? I think uh, more confident as you go along. Okay. Um, I mean, I was a long time out of any sort of education before. Yeah. I went back to, obviously I did my PT qualifications and stuff and there's always courses like that. But in terms of like real academic study, yeah. where it was like a l- intense study, that was the first I'd done for maybe... 10, 15 years, so I was probably a bit nervous going back into it, but the more you get into it, like we talked about the exercise at the start, it's really hard, mm-hmm. but the more you get into it, I like the discipline it gave me as well, because I was working full-time and I was studying full-time, there, there wasn't really a minute to yourself, so you mm-hmm. had to be regimented, you had to study at certain times, you had to make sure things were done, because if you missed the window, then that was it. Huge admiration, by the way, for holding down a full-time job and doing a degree. I mean, that's that's something, right? Yeah, it was tough. It was really tough at times. And yeah. I had great support from my wife and yeah. my employers as well. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't have done it without that, that support. But it, it was tough and it was demanding. And then towards towards the end of it, you thought, how, how am I going to make this a little bit more tricky? I know. Let's start a family. I know. That was, <laughs> that was pure timing. That was pure timing. Good but, stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it did bring a whole dimension to the challenge, but then it gave you another reason. Do you know what I mean? It gave 100%. you that sort of impetus to, to keep going and get it done. Cool. So all of that effort, all of that determination's gone into four years. Have you got a sense yet of, of where you've landed? Um, it's not official, but do you feel like it should be a good result? Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed it will be. Do you feel should like you've put, put enough I've, of your... I think I've... I've given it everything I could. Nice. I didn't leave That's all you can do, anything, right? Any stone unturned. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. But um, I mean, just getting to the end of it, I think, is an achievement. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like I say, I probably didn't apply myself at school. So sitting here now, yeah, I'd be quite pleased just to get through it. I'm coming back to the watch again. So th- this was your, this was your pat yourself on the back. Yeah, yeah, I thought I need, needed a new one, so I thought I that, think, I think this that, was a good reason to do it, I think. Yeah, we, we've been joking about the watch, right? Mm-hmm. But you tried to talk me out of it I a couple did, of times. I did, yeah. Um, only because I didn't want you having a better Called watch than me. materialistic and stuff. Is that was what materialistic, you were yeah, yeah, that's materialistic. What you said that's right, I did, that stuck, <laughs> that stuck. Um, but it's important to stop and pause and reflect, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. And sometimes you go through a period of your life and you don't have that pause and you go into another one. And so the lessons learned, 
sometimes don't get learned because you don't just stop mm-hmm. and pause. And absolutely. I think it's important to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you say, it's, it was a, a long time and there was a lot of sacrifice, not just from me, but like I say, from uh, my wife and stuff. So yep. it wouldn't be fair not to reflect on that f- from her input. Do you know what I mean? There was yep. times where she was doing the majority of the work in the house or yep. elsewhere so that I could study. So it isn't... I always think about this when you see like professional athletes like in a single event like a golfer or yeah, something yeah. like that they go up and they win something it's yeah. not just them that's no, up there that's done not. it there's a whole team behind them yeah and that's what i kind of feel like that this was for me there was folk behind me supporting me that helped me achieve it so i think it is important like you say to take that time out and just have a bit of calm again and, and enjoy other things that aren't as stressful 100 percent. so what what's have you have you allowed yourself to think about the what's next has it changed there's two questions have you allowed yourself to think about the what's next but also has it changed what you view as what's possible or your aspirations or are you are you changed from a mindset perspective or or actually are you far more grounded you don't like to kind of look too far ahead yeah i mean there's there's a bit of both to be honest obviously by having a new a new daughter and stuff like that there's there's part of me that requires that stability yeah but there's also that bit inside of me that wants to go and utilize what i've learned yeah because there's no what was the point in there's no point in doing these four years if yep. you're not going to use it yep and um, so yeah i do have aspirations of, of wanting to to try other things but at the same time i do love working with people in the gym yeah but I, i'm kind of caught between the two because as my family grow up, I don't want to be in the gym till eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, training people as much as I love it. Yeah, uh, I want to be at home, spend the time with them. So maybe something that gives me a bit more balance in terms of time. P- people are the common thread throughout everything, right? Yeah. Whether, whether it's you know in whatever sector you work in, people are integral, they're important, they're vital to to everything, and I think that's often forgotten. But having people skills, being able to work with people from different backgrounds, cultures, you know, locations, different times in their own life journeys, I think gives a fundamental set of core skills to whatever you decide to do. And you did business, right? So yeah, business, so, yeah. so so actually I'm assuming, but tell me tell me otherwise, but I'm assuming that actually you know those skills are prevalent and you can choose where to apply what you've learned now. In, yeah. in, in industry, right? Yeah, to a degree I could, yeah. But like I said, like you have hit the nail on the head. I do like working with people. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I like interacting with people. That, that's a big thing for me. So maybe something that involves that would be good. But no no firm decisions? No firm decisions. Open no. offers. I like that. <laughs> yeah. We'll put the link in there. We'll put the link in the, in the, in the bit below. Um, so I, I've, I've got a really weird weekend. Go so on. I've got the marathon. Not where you were going, no. <laughs> I've got the marathon, and this weekend my football team ha- are in real danger of of losing their status as a Premier League club. And honestly, I've been... It's super stressful. Super stressful for me. Personal thing, super stressful yeah, mm-hmm. for me. Pessimistic um, Paul. Pessimistic Paul. <laughs> pessimistic Paul. Uh, I'll, not, I'll not shake that off now. No, no. Pessimistic Paul. Um, your team is... Hearts. And my team is Everton. So you've done far better this season than than we have. Yeah. That's uh, have, have you qualified? I mean, yeah, we have. But it's like with Scottish teams, because they're so bad in Europe, it's 
I think they start playing again at the end of June to qualify oh, for wow. Europe, one okay. of those ones. Okay. Maybe not quite that extreme, but... How has your relationship with football changed as you've got older and, and life's gone on? Is it is, did Were you kind of more fanatical when you were younger? And yeah, now? I, I definitely think so, yeah. Um, again, the last four years, I've not had the chance to do much yep. outside uh, of work and, and sort of studying. Yep. So I haven't been as much as I'd like to. But when you go, you always get the passion back for it, don't yeah, you? When yeah. you go to a game, yeah. it's, it's always brilliant. Yep. And I have been at like a few times, but not as often. I used to have a season ticket when I was younger. Oh, really? Aye, for a good few years. Um, but not anymore. Not anymore. Is it? Is it something you're going to take your daughter to when she grows up? I'd like up? to, yeah. I'd like to. It's, so it's the same sort of thing that I did when I was growing up as well. So I'd like to do that. Yeah, it means a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I took my son down to Goodison and the only difference is, you know, we're, we're based up in Edinburgh and it's a four, four hours ish yeah. drive down to Liverpool. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's tough. Right? Must be in a tough time for him going down there recently. <sighs> it's, it's, re- and, and I feel guilty, right? I mean, th- th- this is lighthearted chat, right? But I genuinely feel guilty that I shouldn't be putting him through it. He's been to five games and he's seen one win and, I think you know three three uh, three losses and a draw. Um, why would I put why would I put him through it? You know, I feel I genuinely feel bad about it. You want him to manage his expectations though, because you don't want to think they win all the time. Because <laughs> they used to when I was growing up. This is they used all you to. keep saying. Ah, back when football, I was a boy. Football started before the Premier League. Football started before the Premier League. Um, so I, I also want to come back to social media. So yeah. so. Like everything, I guess, there's a positive to it and there's a negative to it. Talk to me about social media and how you see it generally. Like, do you see it? Are you skewed slightly towards the positive? Is it 60-40 or are you more, um, you know, vociferous in your view? It's actually 70-30 negative. You know? Just in general. Yeah, social, general, general. I don't know. I think it's a massive experiment that we'll probably look back on in like 20 who's, years. Who's running the like, experiment? Well, that's it. Who is running it? I think we'll look back on it in like 20 years and be like, what, what is that yeah, all about? Absolutely. Do, do you not think there's like, isn't it a, isn't it a kind of a, a window into giving democracy to people to have their views, to be independent, to, you know, almost rule by consensus on their, on the platform. But the way I see that playing out, it's absolute car crash stuff in it's, some cases, yeah, right? I think it's absolutely mental. <laughs> like when you th- think about all the things that go on and then what what goes into what comes up on your newsfeed, like the algorithm, oh. that what you see, there's so much you, that you don't you, see. Yeah, and, and I think people don't even understand that, right? They they just think that everyone's looking at the same stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, that's it, uh-huh. And, and it's not, it's, 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 it's curated for you as the... Well, that's it, and then I, I think it's... In terms of general, I think it's a bit mental. And then when we go back to what we talked about in the fitness industry, I think it's even more crazy. It, but that that's in a bad way. or I think, yeah, I think so. But again, it's a catch-22 because there is so much good out there. Yeah. But it's how, when we talked all about the stuff at the start, about how you integrate things into your exercise and your life, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The fundamental behind it all is education. Yep. You need to educate folk about why, the reasons for, the reasons against, all that sort of stuff. I don't yep. think you get that from a social media post. Yeah. Because um, there's no context, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just a bang, yeah. like a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all it's all like clickbait, if you like, some yep. of it. Um, unrealistic clickbait. So. Yeah. So lack of depth, basically. I think so, yeah. And that's why people 
and and again, I don't think it's maliciously conscious, but I think that's why people have lost, in my view, this is just my view, lost the ability to think for themselves. So if you're served a bit of information in whatever form that comes, that is often perceived as the truth. Doesn't matter who it comes from, yeah. doesn't matter what their opinions are, it's served on a screen, so it's carries some unwritten authority about it. And I think society buys it, right? They don't, I, I think what we need to start to learn and what I'm definitely going to talk to my son and daughter about is just questioning everything. And I don't, I don't mean in a negative way as in question, question, question. I just mean, just ask yourself all the time. It's a healthy thing to do. I think just ask yourself some of the bits around the context yeah. and mm -hmm. try and place it because it's dangerous otherwise. Right. Yeah, what do you think you'll say when they come and say, Dad, can I get a Facebook account or can I get oh. like well, can I, I get a phone? Can I get this? Yeah, I, th I think I think it's ridiculous. So I've worked in tech for what, 30 years, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm always talking about kind of innovative leading tech. And I love that. That's my passion. And I'm not passionate about the technology. I'm passionate about the outcomes that it can provide to people and to society and to businesses. But it's like anything. Once you give that capability in, in any tool, in this case technology, once you give it to people, it's in the hands of the people to do good or bad with it, yeah. right? And so that's the challenge, I think. It's not the tools themselves that are necessarily the problem, but in some cases it is, but, um, but it's actually what do you do. It's the intelligence... And dare I say it, the common sense of the user. Um, so I had this, this conversation quite a bit with my wife uh, around what do we do? And, you know, and I don't think you can, I don't think you can shield them from it. In fact, I think that would be harmful. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because then they'd be isolated. Yeah. Um, and it's part of the world, whether you like it or not. So you, you I think, you know, embrace it yeah. and just try and teach again, away from the technology, try and teach the context and the behaviors around it. You know, what the dangers are, what to look out for. The landscape might have changed in three years by the time I, they ask you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I genuinely think it's going to change in like, you know, I think we're on timelines of kind of yeah. months now. I read this book recently. It was called The Shallows. Yeah. I can't remember who the author. Yeah. But what they talked about was how it was based, social media was making folk less intelligent because mm -hmm. they were, like you said before, just scrolling yep. and just seeing things and just taking it as granted, saying like, that's fact. And yep. Not actually reading into depth, whereas yep. hundreds of years ago, you would have to look into things, read n numerous books to form an opinion and, and consider all the points and stuff, whereas yep. now folk are just scrolling through and saying oh yep and that, that's how they're getting their knowledge you know it's so it's so, this is a really fascinating subject because i remember i think i was on the tail end of it which shows my age right but i remember the scientific calculators that came out the, the yep. big thing uh -huh. right and there, yep. were, there were baked in functions on them and everything and there was a huge debate around allowing pupils to bring those into exams right it was yep. a massive it was nationwide and and you know that played out the way it played out. And then and then the same debate played out when Google came along, right? So you just type in a question, Google gave you the answer, right? Really, is that healthy, blah, blah, blah. Now we're having exactly the same debates again about OpenAPI, right? And, yep, and yep. ChatGTP. Um, and I think I was, I, was in a, I was in a room with a professor uh, last week and we were having this conversation. He, he thinks this is 
different level stuff, right? The, yeah. This we we thought we had a challenge with the calculator, then we thought we had a bigger challenge with Google. The, this is just completely different different stuff. This this will dramatically change society, guaranteed. Yeah, and and you know some um, of it will be good. What was the sort of time frame he's thinking? It's because it's it's in its infancy it, at the moment, so uh, it's so, like. It's in it's in its infancy from a market perspective, right? But ge- genuinely, I think it's already being adopted and utilised by those who understand its power. Right, okay. And the reason it's being adopted and utilised is to get competitive advantage. Right. Okay. So, so th- you, what what I see happening is you're going to get this gulf, and it will be a gulf between those who have adopted the technology and integrated it into their process or into. Um, the tools that they use as a business or as an individual to, to elevate themselves in their own position. Uh, and those who just stay away from it, still want to still curious about how that's going to play out. Oh, I don't know about the dangers or oh, I don't know those who embrace it. And they've already done it by the way, are already the, the honestly, I can't exaggerate enough how much of a competitive advantage this is. It is astronomical. And do you think that's like at corporation level or do you think it like trickles down into sort of societal level Tri- as well? Trickles all the way down to societal level. So yeah. so now you can integrate tools into ChatGTP that ba- basically you tell the tool, here's the parameters, the tool goes and does it, right? So just think about, you know, automating everything, right, with intelligence. I saw something online the other day, you know, and, and the danger of doing podcasts, right? So I'm doing quite a lot of podcasts. So this stuff's going on social media imagine the sound bites from my voice that exist out there now just having done this is episode number 10 right yep. so the sound bites that exist there was a there was a tool out there and there's many tools for it you take take the tool you apply it to a lot of data from a single voice so you can hear the ups and downs then yep. you know the tones everything else the way they speak the pauses everything it learns and it can literally then call somebody up exactly like i would and it fooled, the bit that shocked me was it fooled this person's partner and it fooled this person's work colleague, wow. right? This isn't sci-fi. Yeah. This is now today, yeah, right? Yeah, that's scary. That is super scary. So, yeah, it's a really hard It's a really hard question to answer because I think as long as you inform, the, as long as you inform people as to what's, what the dangers are, then I think that's, that's all you can really do because the tools are out there and if you don't use them... You, you can use the tool in a meaningful way. Right? So do you think things like that, there'll be sort of mitigation that comes in against that, or do you think it's just going to keep no, I think, driving I think, away? I, I think it will drive away in, its, in itself. The, the, the challenge is going to be, I think, different countries will apply different legislation to yep. it because they'll each perceive it as a different threat depending on their own culture. Yep. And that differentiation of legislation will also then give competitive advantage to countries that have adopted it, but maybe are managing it in a good way versus those who have said it's not coming in here at yeah. all because of the dangers, right? Um, but the gulf, the gulf is going to be massive between people that have adopted it and and those who don't, for sure. Um, scary, honestly. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, and I've been in technology a long time, but it, but it is genuinely a little bit scary. It's a bit, it's a bit, you know, uh, Terminator job. Yeah, that is. That is quite scary. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, end on um, how how you have found 
the app, right? So, so you know, you've been really supportive from the beginning. I really thank you for that. Honestly, like huge impact that you've made to what we're trying to achieve. You, you know, as well that we're on a journey right back to something you said right at the beginning. This isn't a destination for us. Like we're not, we're not trying to achieve something by X or Y date. I think the the thing that we're constantly trying to do that will go on forever if if it's allowed to is just raise the conversation bar on mental health get rid of the stigma because again like physical health we all have mental health I don't know why we don't talk about it um, and we have positive and, and, and challenging times in mental health just like we do in physical health so trying to get rid of the stigma just trying to talk about it more and we're trying to give folk out there some real lived life lived experience from people that they can just cling on to right so somebody who's in your case like un- unfit or somebody's becoming a new parent somebody's thinking about going to back to study for the first time you know some some of the little sound bites that you've been through through your own experience that that can be a real powerful thing for somebody who's sitting on the sideline and going, do I, do I not? Like, what's what was the experience like? Should I? I'm frightened by it. You know, it's all. So that's all we're trying to do. And at the same time, and I think this runs across it, is connect. We think there's a disconnection between society and individuals and a lot of different areas, whether that's environment, whether it's their physical being. You know, I always talk about we're tired, but we just stay up and watch things. You know, your body's telling you you're tired, right? Go to sleep, yeah. right? Or um, you, you're really full because you've just eaten a meal and then a cake appears and you go, that's a good idea. I'll eat the cake, right? You stop listening to your body. You, you, you know, you're full, right? What yeah. are you doing, right? Um, so there's a detachment from physical self, but I think there's also a detachment from mental self. And the app allows, we hope, allows you to just take a moment, 30 seconds, a minute, and just think about how you're feeling. So you know we're early on in the journey. Just wondered what your perception of it was so far. Um, positive, negative is okay. Um, but just, yeah, just for the listeners, you know, how, how's the experience been as a user? Yeah, generally positive. Like, I... Uh, Good uh, to hear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, I was sweating on that one. Two years into that. Um, no, good. I think I quite like data. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I quite, when I'm working either myself or clients, I like to look at things. So where were you three months ago, six months ago? And with the app, it gives you that, do you know what I mean? It yep. builds up a pattern. And I think some, I think you, uh, I think you touched on something before where you, sorry, what was it you mentioned? Yeah, you're looking at sort of insights and stuff and yep. experiences and sharing them. I think what's really important is when you actually, when you put those experiences into the app you record them and stuff i think there's a tendency sometimes to forget about them do you know what i mean when they happen but with the app you can actually say well no that did happen you you, you forget experiences very quickly yeah and maybe how it made you feel or what it was like for you and then you just brush it off and move on but with the app you can actually look back and see and see what these experiences were i find that bit particularly useful particularly towards the end of my degree when i was studying I, uh, that was stressful when the baby came along yeah that was very stressful. But then now you probably, ugh, it was nothing. But when you actually look back at it and you can actually see how stressful it was and how it did make you feel. And, th- and that's important. And we talk about there's a future feature that's coming, which is we didn't we didn't want to give, this might, might sound bad, but we didn't want to give the ability to the user 
to edit a moment and I'll explain. So what, like you were talking about, you forget how happy or how stressed or whatever other, other emotion you're feeling, you forget about that feeling because you move on, right? Yeah, and times, uh -huh. times change and people come and go and experiences come and go. You forget about the feeling. But in that moment, it's authentic, right? It's genuinely authentic. Yeah. And what we didn't want to do then is two days later, a week later, a year later is for the user to go back to that moment, see the images that they've attached to it, re-explore the emotions and say, actually, no, I didn't feel like that. I felt this way. And because that's changing the authenticity of the moment. Yeah. So, so what we're hoping to do is give the ability for somebody to layer a second layer of emotion post-reflection yeah. onto a moment. And that, mm -hmm. that will give the user an ability to learn how their emotions have changed relating back to the same moment. So I don't know whether you think that would be a good thing or a bad That's thing. Or funny, I'm just thinking back to like when you're younger and you've had nights out and you've sent a text <laughs> in the morning, you're like, delete that, do you know what I mean? Like, it still happened whether it's you deleted it or not. Yeah, like, absolutely, exactly. And now, and now that's, yeah, I, I, I fully support that, to be honest. Yeah. Because And then, like you say, it, when you reflect back, you can compare and contrast. And learn. And, yeah, exactly. And, and say, well, connected. this is what is different. And yeah, no, I'd, I'd support that. Good. Support that. Good to hear. How do you find it? Uh, how do I find it? I, I, uh, you would expect me to say I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated because I want to go faster, right? So yep. I, I know all the features and functions that we want to embed into the app, and it's, it frustrates me. It stresses me out because there's so much good, I believe, that we can bring and empower the individual, but I can't get there quick enough, and, and that's an impatient thing. And I think that's something that I'm learning to do is try and calm down and be more patient about yeah. the journey. Um, but I, but I am frustrated because I want to go faster and, and I only want to go faster, not for my own, you know, um, satisfaction. I want to go faster because I, I'm really intrigued and hopeful of the positive impact we can make that that's why. So I'm proud. Yeah, you should be, but you should be, but I, I want to get there quicker. I think yeah. it yeah. was great at the launch the other week to see was, so many people there as well. Really good. Yeah. Must have felt good after, like I say, such a, it probably felt like a grind at times, a lot of work going into it, a lot of hours, yep. and just to see it finally come together must have been a great feeling. It was, and it a similar similar thing to the degree, I guess, um, is, yeah, you put all that work in and it's important to stop and reflect. Yeah, and then, so just just moving on from that, um, how was your feeling in terms of, like, satisfaction? Was it like, right, I need to go again, or did you take time to enjoy it, or... No, I didn't take time to enjoy it, and I should, right? So, so d definitely should. Um, but I got to the end of that, and it may, maybe it's weird to say, and this is a, I don't want to end on a on a, a negative, but I was a little bit deflated at the end because everything up to that point had been about getting there, and once it was done, I was kind of looking over the horizon, going, "Oh God, now what?" Right? And yeah. I know features and functions are coming, but. I was like, we, you know, now we need to focus on the next, and we know what that is, right? It's, yeah. it's about taking it to yeah. market, but deflated, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's not weird, but it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see you how, so, so whether we're aligned and w when you get your results, whether you feel yeah. feel differently. Yeah, Stuart, we've got to close there, but no um, I uh, can't thank you enough. I know you have got a big night ahead of you. <laughs> uh, thanks for the invite, by the way. Ah, really appreciate. <laughs> You might, do you not care? I was, in the, <laughs> I was with you, I went to that freshers party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah so uh so really appreciate you coming along uh it's been a great conversation i'm hoping the listeners take something from it i think we touched on lots of different areas yep. but um but yeah really appreciate it and guest number me. 10 right double yeah, figures double 10 double 10, 10 for everton 10 for don't uh don't go there no we don't want to go there all right yeah we don't want to <laughs> go there uh good stuff thanks Stuart. Yeah, thanks right, Paul. cheers bye bye bye